0: Good morning. Today, Be'zat Hashem, will be learning that nun vav in Masech HaSukkah. Yesterday was the penultimate Daf of Masech HaSukkah. You know what that means, Andrew. We got a finish line here. Woo! Andrew was back from a at 2.30 in the morning, so uh, he took a nap. Here we go. Uh, let, let's just review. The Mishnah under Anheim and, and had said that the three times a year, like the Shalosh Regalim, where all the Mishmaras were equal in what they call the Imurah Regalim and the Chilok Lechem apanim. That uh, and we're going to talk about in the Mishnah and about the, the distribution of said lechem upon him, right? This is something that was impossibly, miraculously fresh, right? Part of the um, part part of the Shabbos uh, ritual was in the middle of Shabbos. The mishmaros of the Kohanim, right? They had twenty four mishmaros at rotation of Kohanim. That every group of Kohanim, every kat, they had names, as we'll see, right? Named for their family name. Um, and so those names were labeled them, identified them, and it was traditional names that those groups would come and they would take over for a week in the Avoda the the of Mikdash. However, there were many, many Kohanim that would come for the Shalash Regalim, and on those occasions they would split a lot of the, um, a lot of the duties and a lot of the, actually, uh, when it says Emurim, it doesn't mean the actually the Murim, but it, it meant, um, as we will see, right, a lot of the privileges. Uh, we're we're given out, like the Rashi says, on the Mishnah, the Oros, right, the Olos, uh, the, of, the, of the Olos, right, because you can't get, get the meat, but you get the skin, and the Chazesh Shok of the Shalmech This is really what it's talking about, and the Gemara's will explain why they're called a The Gemara had already explained that, and so that is basically the backdrop, that we're talking about what the Kohanim, the Mishmaros, certain things that were on a weekly basis were... Uh, were, were taken over by the rotation, and then other things that had to do with the regalim, so then they were able to share. That's the basic backdrop. Now, in that context, the Mishnah had said that, that when it comes to Shavuos, that on Atzeres, it was interesting, right, because even though the lechem ha- ha-panim, so there's two things. It's the lechem hapanim of every week, of Shabbos, and then these the shtea lechem is a special korban of Shavuos, right that was chametz okay the lechem apanim you uh, may not have noticed is actually uh, made is not leavened right it's the most delicious and possibly fresh matzah you've ever tasted in your life so that's what it means when it says helech matzah hele chametz now this on this issue our gemara starts seven lines down on rivvam dalif why would we say it now the issue is like this we actually divided up equally, equitably, uh, the chametz and the matzah, to all the Kohanim that are there, when, again, the Shavuos, which is one of the Shalash regalim, falls out on Shabbos, we're going to give out the matzah and the chametz equally. But why do we say, Helech uh, hey Matzah, Helech Chametz? Why do we say it in that order? It would be almost like making a bracha, and making a bracha on the matzah, which is more frequent of every Shabbos, right, we're not talking again about the Matzah of Pesach. We're talking about the Lechem apanim, which is every Shabbos. So we're doing the Tadir, which is every Shabbos, Lechem apanim, before mentioning the chametz, which is unique to Shavuos. So sometimes in life you have something which is special coming up, Right at the same time as something which is unique, which is uh, on a daily basis, and the question becomes, which do you mention first? And that's the question that we begin, uh, seven lines down with two dots on Nunvav HaMdalif, as follows. Says Itmar, Rav Amar, suka V'achakach Zman, Rav HaBar Amar, Zman V'achakach Sukkah. Wow, we're relating it back to the Sukkah. When we get, sit down in the Sukkah, let's say for the first time, the first night, and so we're going to make a Leishah V'sukkah, and we're going to make a Shech the question is, which one would you make first? Now, a shechianu, by definition, because you say it at many occasions, is more frequent than a sukkah, than a lesh of a sukkah, which is only on sukkas, obviously. So the question is, which do you say first? Sukkah is special. Shechianu is common. So which do you say first? Rav holds that you say the special one first, the sukkah. Rav HaBachana says, first you say the... The Yishechayano. Why would they have their respective opinions? As follows, Rav Amar Sukav Achakachzban Chiyuvah deYoma Rav is saying that's the Chiyuv of the day, the specialness of the of the day of Sukhis, that's first. Rav Baruchana Amarz Manvachakach Tadir Veshenotadir Tadir Kodem. So that's what we have said before. This familiar concept already from Maseches Brachos. That which is more common actually gets precedence. Okay, so now the Gemara is going to attempt to say that this machlokas between Rabba Baruchana and Rav actually reflects a classic machlokas beit shama we already saw, as we mentioned, in Brachos Nun as follows. Says the Gemara. Right, this is, the Gemara suggesting, a reflection of machlokas beit shama like we said in the Brisa, that when it comes to the meal, you, uh, which basically is talking about making kiddish versus making bar priya gafen. When you make kiddish at a meal, you have to make a bar priya gafen on the wine, and you also have to make kiddish. Okay, so we what we do is right. We, we say bar priya gafen, and then we'll say Mekadesh haShabbos. Right, so we make the bar priya gafen before the kiddish on what we call the kiddish. Right on the yom, that is a reflection of the Sheet of beisilal. But let's see what the reasoning is of Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel. So Beit Shammai, they'll say the kiddush first and then bar prayer gafen. Beit Hillel, they'll say the exact opposite: the first you make the bar prayer gafen and then you say kiddush. So Beit Shammai, the idea of Beit Shammai: the first you make the kiddush and then the bar prayer gafen is shehayom gorim leyain shiyavo. Reason number one: if it weren't Shabbos, let's say. Right. Let's say the Kiddush of Shabbos. If it weren't Shabbos, you wouldn't be making this Barapir Goplin altogether. So it's the Shabbos that's causing it, and therefore you should mention the Shabbos first. Sounds like a good reason. And also, Kiddush Din loba. Rashi is quick to point out that this is a second reason. These are two separate reasons. The first reason is that if it weren't Shabbos, you wouldn't be making Kiddush in the first place and this wine wouldn't be here. And the second thing is that even ever before, right, anybody brought the grape juice to the table, it had already been Shabbos. And so Shabbos preceded this chiv of Borei Priyagafen because Shabbos has already been since Shkia, right? And therefore, we are going to make the Kiddush first because that's actually literally came first and so it takes precedence for that reason. Two very interesting reasons. How could Beis Hillel argue? Right, as his shita is and what we do, we say and then kiddush. How so? Why so? According to Beis Hillel, it is without this yain, we would never be able to make kiddush, even if right we had a chiv to do so. We're making kiddush, so to speak, because we have this yain. And then he is going to match Beit Shammai by also having a second reason, Acher, Vichas hayayin tadir, tadira, Vichas hayom eina tadira, V'tadir v'shein o tadir, Tadir kodem. That, right, a Borpiyah guffin is by definition more common than Kiddush because there are occasions where you make a Borpiyah guffin and you're not making Kiddush. And therefore, since it's the most frequent one, we say the most frequent one first. Aha. Now, if you want to conceptualize it a little bit more, one could sort of size it. You could read it into Rashi a little bit. Um, and others have suggested this, that the issue is Beit is wondering why are we here? In other words, why are we here? Making Kiddush because it's Yontiv. And therefore, that is the emphasis. That's what it means when it says that because after all, otherwise you're going to say, uh, oh, without, without Yontiv, we wouldn't have the wine. Or without the wine, we wouldn't have the Kiddush. Without the Kiddush, we wouldn't have the wine. It seems a little bit like circular or semantic. So that, So if you want to put it into some more sort of like conceptual terms, you could say, the Beit is saying, why are we here? We're here because we're making Kiddush and therefore, and because it's Shabbos, let's say. So let's therefore mention Shabbos first. Hello, Guranots. However, now it's a party. The Silla saying, he's looking more focusing on the Hilchas Brachas issue, right? Looking at the cup and he's saying, what am I holding in my hand? I'm holding a kosher bracha. And so therefore I have this kosher bracha. I'll address that first with respect to the bracha that I'm going to make. And then I'll and then I'll address right the occasion that's caused this cultural bracha to be in my hand, right? And so, therefore, uh, both of their reasons actually um, they both need to have two reasons, and so both of them, them I, I, I to and, tell and, and then both of them stages. work out, right? Okay. So we get angry here? <laughs> okay. So now the gemara is going to say like this, Geronowitz. Lema, we're in the middle of Nandavim Dalev, which is the last Daf and Sukkah, like this. Lema, the Rav, the Amr, So again, in the Mishnah and in, hey, we had said the Rav says that, that, that you mention, right, the Yom first, right? So we say, maybe because he hold like Beit Shammai, right? That when he says the Chiyuv, the Yomah comes before, right, making the, um, so, so again, the Mishnah was talking about Chameitz and Matzah. So if you mention, right, the, if you mention the chametz first, that's the chiyu because that's the more special one. That's Shavuos. So that would be Rav. Lema de Rav kamer beit Rav would say, like, beit that mentioning the special thing first is preferable, right? Because he's saying that you mentioned, right, the chametz first. However, Rav barachana, the Amr kebeis right? Rav barachana, who says that you would, let's say, uh, mention the um in, in the case, in the case that we were talking about again was talking about Leshev Besukah versus, um, um, versus Sheikh So again, Rav says, right, that you make the Leshev Besukah first. There we go. Rav says that you make the of Besukah first. So when he says Chiyuvah de Yom, they make the Leshav Besukah first. So that's like Beit Shammai, who's saying that you're mentioning the specialness of the day first. However, Robert Baruchana, who says that you make the Shechayanu first, maybe he's holding like Beit because the Shechayanu, after all, is more tadir than the Leshav Besukah. But then we relate it back, uh, to our Mishnah, right? So again, if you were to line it up, then saying the Leshav Besukah first would be the equivalent of mentioning the Chamets of the Shavuas first. That's, that's what I was uh, bringing out. And we'll see that the the poskim are going to point out our mishnah casually, so to speak, right, uh, goes against the shita of Rav, and there is discussion as to how you could go against the shita of Rav in this in this uh, instance. But we do. We paskin, like Beisilel, obviously, and that turns out, like the shita of well, Rav of Baruchana, that we say, talir talir, talir kodem, and we look at it from a sort of like, we'll say like a hilchos brachos, we're holding the bracha in our hand perspective. Now the Gemara is going to point out. The the oh, we're getting to it. Don't worry. the The Gemara is going to point out. We're going to finish off with the Musar. You can't finish off with a sechel without Musar, It's Amar The Gemara is going to point out that these two things of saying uh Yeshiv and Shehichiyanu may not necessarily correspond to what we're saying with respect to Kiddush and right and Baruch Prayer because those two things might be different, so the Gemara Amal Chav, Rav would tell you, I if you're the base maybe I am also consistent with base So again, base Shita was respect to right Yanu, I'm sorry, base Shita was respect to right Bari Priya and Kiddush. So says Rav, Adkan Lokami base Hill, Shayin Garim Yamer. In other words, right, you can't say Kiddush right without the Yain. Right? But you can certainly say Elisha Basuka without having to say Sheikh yanu. In other words, if you didn't say Sheikh it wouldn't be Me'akev. You wouldn't be, you wouldn't say that you'd be just because you can't say Sheikh yanu, you can't say Elisha Basuka. Those two are more inter- interdependent as opposed to here. You're not going to make. Right, the Kiddush, the Hayai Gurum, the Right, the wine, because the wine is there, that's why you're making Kiddush. Right here, if you didn't say Sheikh would you say that you can't say Leshev? Certainly you would not say that. So they're not interdependent. So what Rav is saying is that even though, in the case of Sukkah, right, I would have said Sukkah first, in the case of the regular Kiddush, perhaps I would have said Burpir Guffin, and therefore I am consistent, as anybody would want to be with Beis because that's the way the Halacha is. Uh, conversely, the Gamar points out, Rav Anad Amri Beit Shammai. It's interesting, why would he want to line up with Beit Shammai? But the point is, conceptually, at least, what, what they're both Rav and Rav Barbarachana are going to be bringing out here is that their Shita with respect to, right, the Sheikh Yanu and Lele is not necessarily tied to their Shita with respect to Kiddush and Guffin. So, in this, just finishing up over here, I'd kind of Amri Beit Shammai Hassam Elisha Yongarim Le'an Shuyavo, right, Beit Shammai would have to say in this respect to Kiddush, and that it's because Shabbos that we're making Kiddush and making Bira Pira in the first place. So that's why we're going to say the Kiddush first. Uh, over here, would there not be the mitzvah of Sukkot, we wouldn't be making a Sheyachianu altogether, right? As Rashi over here says, Is it not true that we would make a Sheyachianu? Now, the, the point is that it's independent, which Rashi is pointing out. You could have Hol drachim. Let's say, guys, you were eating, this is an interesting question, you were on the way, you didn't have a sukkah, but you had to eat on sukkahs, you would still make kiddush, you'd still make a shechionu, you can't make a leshev, obviously, because you're not in a sukkah, but the whole idea of a shechionu still exists, independent of the mitzvah of leshev and sukkah. Now the Gemara is going to challenge Rav from Aramishnah, because don't forget, as we mentioned before, I, I already uh, inadvertently brought it in. Our Mishnah is mentioning the chametz, which is the mitzvah sayom of the Shavuos, which is a special thing, right? We mentioned it before. We mentioned the uh, challenges, Rav, because we say like this. Let's, let's see it inside. Our, men, our Mishnah is mentioning cha, matzah and chametz. We mention in our Mishnah, just to be clear, the matzah before the chametz. The matzah is the weekly, right, tadir, and the chametz is a special thing. Our Mishnah mentions both, but mentions the matzah first. In the case of and Rav, right? In the case of the Leshev, is going to mention the mitzvah of the Leshev first. So our Mishnah and Rav are inconsistent. None we learned in our very Mishnah about Sarah Somerlo. When it's on Shavuos, we say Hey lechmatzah, Hey Right? We say mention the matzah first. We say take the matzah first. That is the weekly thing. Bha hacha the chametz ikur matzah tofel. Now here, surely, right? The chametz is ikur in the sense that that is the specialness of the day. We're talking about Shabbos that's on Shavuos. Shavuos is the ikr here in the sense that it is more, it is more, right, special, we'll call it, right? Vekitani, And yet, we mentioned the weekly Matzah of the, right, of the Lechem Upon Him first, to de Rav. And that seems to be, right, so even though we already mentioned that this machlokus of Rav, right, this Cheetah with respect to Shech Yanu and Lashav Besukah is not tied into Kiddush and the Boripira Guffin, we do assume that it is tied in to Chamezum Matzah, right? Because the question of Chamezum Matzah in our Mishnah is like the specialness of the day versus the typical day to day. So that does tie in to, right, very, very directly to Sheikh versus, right, the Hayom, And therefore the fact that our Mishnah mentions Matzah first makes it sound like Tadir comes before the specialness of the day, which is, as our Mishnah points, our Gemara points out, to Yufta de It It seems to be certainly a refutation of Rav. So, to that response, Rav would say, Amalach, Rav says the Gemara, "Tanihi." Well, that's actually a machlokas taniim. The Tanya, "Hey lachmatzay hey, lachametz." Our Mishnah says, "Hey lachmatzay hey, lachametz." However, Abba Shaul Omer, Abba Shaul is a different Tana who says, "Hey lachametz, hey lachmatz." He mentions the chametz first, like Rav, and therefore Rav is going like Abba Shaul. Okay. Darash of Nachum Barchisa. Look Rav That in fact the final halacha is we don't say like Rav who says the. Leishah besukah first, and then the shechianu elazman v'achakach suka. First we say the and then we say leishah besukah. Rav Sheshes bereder of idiy amar suka v'achakach zman. Right, and Rav Sheshes says that we first say the suka and leishah besukah, and then the shechianu v'hilchasah suka v'achakach zman. And sure enough, the halacha is in fact like Rav would say The first you say the specialness of the day, the leishah besukah, and then you say the shechianu. Now, the only thing is, our Mishnah is like Abba right? And that's what I was saying before, that the Mefarshim have to contend with the fact that the Stam Mishnah is not like Rav. It's like Abba uh, That, In other words, right? That we're going like Abba, like Abba and, and, and not like Rav. Um, however, right, with respect to the halacha, we do go like Rav, we say the leshev and then the shechia. there is an additional issue of whether that would also be true, um, on the second day of Yontiv in, um, right, and, uh, in chutzlaritz, but it's not for now. So now we're 12 lines up from the bottom in Vavamudalev. Mishmash is manovish, uh, kavuah of a We said the shark abanus What's the shark abanus right, with respect to, um, la suye mai, right? What, what, Extra karbonos, was this, was the Mishmaris going to be sharing, as the mission said? So the Gemara says, Lasuya Parayelim Davashot shetzibur." The Parayelim Davashot shetzibur. what's going on here? <laughs> so we already learned, right, that there is a special carbon that we bring when there's a communal error. The thing is that it's the Kohen Gadol that brings it. So what's going on here? So, um, then explained that it must be referring to the privilege of burning the Parayelim Davashot shetzibur. It's, uh, it has to be burnt outside of Yerushalayim. That's one issue. The other issue is the Sierra Vodas Kachavim, uh, an outlandish sort of case where the Sanhedrin, right, makes a, uh, a faux pas, right, paskins incorrectly, and it involves basically a communal violation of a Okay, that's, that's pretty wild. For that, you have to bring, right, a carbon Chatas, and there too, that idea—the mission is t- telling us—if that happened, then you would bring right the carbon, and you would bring it on Cholamoid as you would the paral Davashut zibor, and then all of those would be, would belong to the watch whose uh, turn was that week. So in other words, again, th- that Mishnah was discussing what is divided equally by everyone and what is divided only by the Mishnah of that week. And so these are two outlier shitas that we're trying to, write, very rare situations that we're dividing for the Mishnah of that week, right, even though, right, it happened during Yantiv, we do it on Cholomoed, and then on Cholomoed, it's really the purview of that week's rotation, as opposed to uh, the things that happen on Yontiv itself, which are for everyone to share, okay? And then an additional thing, is Makrev called, that the, again, the rotation watch offers everything, is also, seems like an inclusive phrase. What is it including? Lasuye Mai. The Gemara says, Lasuye K'yitz HaMizbech. Mizbeh. The dessert. What's the dessert of the Mizbech? Rashi says a very interesting thing, that Shehubbato, right? So that is the case, a very unique case where there were no olos brought that day. You can't have no olos because you have to always keep the Mizbeach humming. You always want to be makrev there. So uh, we're going to get to it. So I use Shofro's sham. Oh, you know what? There is a Musa here. The musar here, you always have to keep going. You never could be idle. So the Mizbeach should never be idle. So, if you get, if you're just going to sit there and be idle, then it's not going to be good. You always have to do something. And that is, in fact, is back. when you don't have something. So, there was a fund for that. Shofro, Stafiomi coincidence. Uh, we learned, right, in Shkalim that the Kupa, the, the different Pushkas was shaped like, uh, like a shofar, right? So, narrow on one end, wide on the, on the other. And there was funds so that if you didn't bring on that day any carbonists, you always have to keep moving. You always have to be cooking because it's the shape of the pushka in the base of mikdash was the chauffeur, and there were funds for this occasion. Effort, ever If ever were a case that the Mizbech would be idle, we would actually take the funds from those and we would bring extra, right, all and in the Davos in order to keep the Mizbech humming. So you always got to be humming. Got to be warm. Got to keep learning. Always humming. Always doing mitzvahs. So now we're at the Mishnah. We figured it out. We did it. Let's say you have... Yantiv next to Shabbos. We'll see what it means. Either before or after it. How you call mishmar So in those days, all the rotations, all the Mishmaras shared equally in the lechem ha Right? We'll see how that works. There's twelve loaves. We'll see how they shared it. What if there's a day between between them? Mishmar You chalos. So in that case, they would have out of the twelve the the rotation crowd would have 10 out of the 12 by no tell the Lashon of Akev, those that are dallied we'll see why Ms. Akev can refer to both but basically those who stayed back would be take, given two so basically we're taking two loaves off the top right to accommodate as we'll see those people who are stuck for Shabbos so to speak because Shabbos and Yontem are very close together Hashanah and the rest of the days of the year, hanichnas notel sheish vayyotzei notel In other words, on a regular Shabbos, there's twelve loaves, and so in the middle of the day, in the middle of the day of Shabbos, you have the incoming mishmar and the outgoing mishmar. That's when they switch on Shabbos. So they're both there for Shabbos. So because they're both there for Shabbos, they they share it equally, right? Six loaves and six loaves. Rabbi Yehuda Amir sheva. Rabbi says not exactly, not so fast. It's not equitable exactly. The incoming right, Mishmar, takes seven out of the twelve, and those who are the outgoing, right, presidents, they take, so to speak, uh, the outgoing Mishmar is taking five out of the seven, uh, right, the, five out of the twelve, the remaining five, right, so you have the seven and the five equals twelve, so you're having two more for the incoming, we'll see why. In addition to that, those who are the incoming are going to be separating out and dividing the Lechem upon him in the more chashev part of the Khachar which is in this northern part Badarm right and those are the outgoing are going to be separating it on the southern part Bilga however right as we said before these Mishmaras were named for the original traditional families that held the right the right, the honor of doing the Mishmar. But however, there was one disgraced family whose name was Bilga, right, and they said, olam no matter what, in other words, whether they were incoming or outgoing. So even if they were incoming, normally you, you are doing this separation in the more part um, of the Chatzar. They would still do it in the less chashav part. We'll see why on the southern part. And in addition to that, tabasa, kvua, there was a ring in in the, on the floor where you could sort of like rotate it, stick the animal's head in, and then trap the animal's head for the shita in it. It was a very convenient thing to do, but they were disgraced that they didn't have their there were twenty four rings, one for each Mishmar. But the disgrace was that they were not allowed to use their own ring. Theirs was stuck. And in addition to that, they also closed up their lockers. It sounds like a freshy freshman high school prank. Um but really it was a uh, a, a real disgrace uh, unfortunately, if you're part of the family of Bilga, that did not look good on a shidduch resume because they had to suffer this disgrace, and we'll see why. But basically, they always separated in the southern part. They had their, intentionally made their ring stuck and stuffed up their lockers where they kept all their all their knives. Are you curious what they did, Goronowitz? We'll see. I know, I read it. There's going to be a muster moment embedded in it, a good one too, I, I think. It, yeah, but it's good. Yeah. All right, so the Gemara says, on bottom and and Aleph, we have... Um, what does it mean before and after? What's this Shabbos, what's this Yantiv before and after Shabbos? If you're just going to say, oh, you know, it's the Shabbos where it's like in between first days and second days of Yantiv, so that's Shabbos Cholomoyd. Well, we already said, the Shabbos, during Yantiv, we're going to split everything equitably. So why we, so it can't be that, because here we're talking about, we're taking two off the top and splitting the other ten. So what's this two off the top? When is that happening? Says the Gemara. In other words, it's Chol, not Cholomoyev. In other words, it's those people who have to come a couple of days before Yantiv, a couple of days after. Yuntiv falls out, let's say, right? The Yontiv falls out on Thursday right, the second days of Yontiv falls out on Thursday. So you don't have time to get home from Mutzah Yontiv, so you're going to be stuck there, so to speak, uh, for Shabbos. Like you're going to the hotel in Israel, let's say, right? You're going to Israel for Yontiv, as we still hope to, to to do this year. So if if you had two days between Shabbos and Yontiv, you don't have time to fly back, right, if you're going from Baltimore. So you stay for Shabbos also. So that's the situation. They stayed in the base of Mikdash, and therefore they needed to have, right, a couple of Lacham for left over for those Mishmars that weren't really going to be participating in the avoda, But they had it left over for those who were staying for Shabbos because of the proximity to Yantiv. My Taima, what's the reason that they, the Gemara asks, well, what's this Chiddush that everyone shares equally in the upon him? when the last day of Yontiv is on an Erev Shabbos or when the first day of Yontiv is on Sunday, came into honey achre right? So when, again, when Shabbos immediately precedes Yontiv, then they have to come early, right? So they didn't want them to get nervous. So when it immediately follows the Yontiv, we're going to share all together, right? And Chal Yom Echad, however, if you had one day in between, right? So as we turn to and Vavah so we say, V'hani Right? So, what are you going to do with the extra two loaves that you're taking off the top? What are they doing here? So, so we're going to talk about the extra two loaves, um, about how that's a schar for the incoming watch. Oh, here's a Musar moment, Garanowitz Musar moment, that the incoming watch is closing the gates of the base of Now, the, the outgoing, right, Mishmar was the one that opened it. So, what's the Goranowitz Musar moment? Like this. Like, you would think like this. He who opened it, if you start a job, you gotta finish it. Right? We started the stuff, we gotta finish it later after, after davening. If you start a job, you gotta finish it. So those who are the outgoing mishmar, they started the job by opening the gates. So it really is their responsibility to close it. Right? You come in, you close it. However, because these, this mishmar, that is the incoming mishmar, it closes it, so we're going to compensate them, Right By giving them right compensation for closing it to acknowledge the fact that really right it's not their job to close it, because he who opened it, he should be the one that uh, closed it okay so we'll, re- we'll resume right um, we'll resume shortly okay, so the second line on in involvement base, so we were saying how the extra two right that the incoming Right, mishmar gets the extra two uh, loaves, right, in order to compensate for the fact that they're finishing what the outgoing mishmar had started. Right, the outgoing mishmar opened the gates of the base, right, opened the gates, and so they should be the ones to close it. And it looks like the ingoing mishmar is doing the outgoing mishmar's job because they're the ones that are closing it, and therefore they merit to have the extra two loaves for compensation. However, the Gemara says, dal badal. well, says the Gemara, instead of making it inequitable and having the incoming, right, the incoming group getting the seven loaves, the outgoing Mishmar could make the following argument. They could say, all right, guys, you're now getting the, the so, so to speak, unfair, uh, uneven distribution. You're getting seven, we're getting five now. But you're going you're gonna to catch it on the back end. When you're the outgoing Mishmar, you're not gonna love getting only five loaves instead of seven, right? So whatever comes around, goes around. It's always going to right, end up being equitable in the end. So why are you accepting, so to speak, the extra loaves now incoming watch, right? When you can, in fact, just split it evenly with us now. And when you'll be outgoing, you'll be able to still enjoy the even split with next week's incoming watch. You know, when you're the outgoing, you're going to appreciate that. So which the Gemara answers, Amar Baye, Butzina Tava mikara, That in fact, it, a small gourd now is better than a large gourd later. This is not necessarily this kind of, right, when you talk about uh, financial investment um, and they talk about Warren Buffett's sort of like delayed gratification approach of, you know, if you save the money that you would be spending on a chocolate bar now, You'd have, you'd be able to buy an, an apartment building in the upper east side of Manhattan in 30 years. Time value of money does not apply to the mitzvahs here. The mitzvahs say the opposite. That a smaller thing now is better than a larger thing later. Because who knows what's going to happen to l- later? We have a bird in the hand. We have an opportunity. Mitzvah, so to speak, al and in yanim of Ruchnias, it's a Quran, it's a moment, in yanim of Ruchnias, we have to chatter And so, in this issue, um, they're saying no. You have the opportunity to get the seven now, we'll get the seven now. We'll Worry about the fact that we're gonna get five later. Interesting comment of a bias. Now we're three lines down in the government base. I'm over musaf and Okay, so we discussed the lachem upon him right already how that's going to, how that's divided, every Shabbos between the, the Mishmaris. Now we're gonna talk about the Musafin. So that they also said they divided between the incoming and the outgoing watch. Okay. So, they divided again. The, the, the and Shabbos were all olos. So, we're talking about basically not the meat, but we're talking about dividing the value skins. So, how are you dividing it? So, we said that you do divide it. So, the Gemara says, Maisfe. Wait a minute. We have a Bryce that says, Mishmar uh, says, soyse tamid shal Musafin that the outgoing, right, Mishmar are doing the avoida of the karban right, of the, of the tamid, right, obviously, because they're outgoing, but they're still doing, the, the switch happens in the middle of the day. So they do shachras and musaf, and then mishmar nichnasasasa tamishel ben vazichin. So shachras musaf is doing by the outgoing watch, now the incoming watch is going to do mincha, and then the vazichin, right, the, the incense. Okay. Fine. So again, what's the order? The, the incense is those, the, the lavona. So every Shabbos, again, incoming watch is removing the previous week's lechem upon him, and arranging the next week's lechem upon him, and then they burn the Levona. Okay, so now it's when everybody gets to eat at that point. All right, but the point is that we see It sounds from that brysa that the outgoing watch is in fact going to be the only ones involved with the musaf, right? They do shachos and musaf. Where do you see the splitting up of the, of the hides here? So the Rabbi Huda says, no, haitani b'chaluka lo kamayri. In other words, it talks about who's bringing the hakrava, right but it doesn't address really how the skins are divided and so the two right the the two could really coexist we could have the statement of our Mishnah that in fact the musafim the hides of the musafim are divided but at the same time with regards to the hakrava the the outgoing mishmar could be the ones that are in charge of bringing it that's not necessarily a contradiction okay however amarava how No, but we have another bricha that's more problematic because that bricha is more specific it's explicit about dividing up the Musafim. Even though in the context, there's a context there of dividing up right things. It, right, in other words, the first brisa wasn't really intimidating us because it didn't talk about division altogether. It just talked about when you're who's in charge of which, Karbanas. Now we're going to bring a Braisa of Tanda Beishmuel that does discuss dividing things and leaves out the Musafim. That seems to be a threat to our mission. So let's see. As follows. the uh, Mishmar Musafin. So as we said before, Tanabish Muel says that the outgoing Mishmar is the one that's doing the Tam Shachar and the Musafin. And then Mishmar Nichnas is also Arbaim, U And just as we had said in the previous price that talks about the incoming Mishmar doing the Tam- the the Mincha, right, and the Vazichin. And then it says, Arba Kohanimayun in Sham, the price that continues, it says that four kohanim would then enter the chazer, shnaimi mishmar zu, right? It's like the coin to us, lahav de elf, In the Super Bowl, we have the two team captains coming in from each team. Vacholkin lechem aponim, and they are these, right? They're coming in as representatives, two kohanim from each mishmar, and now they're, now they're going to split up the lechem aponim. So what's the difference in this b'risa? This b'risa is talking about chalukah, right? It's talking about dividing up and yet it does not mention the musafim, says the Gemara. Right? And it doesn't mention that it splits up, the, that they share the skins, right, the, what's left over of the musafim. And therefore, despite the fact that they're talking about splitting up, they don't mention musafim. It sounds like the musafim are not in fact split up. To which the Gemara concedes, t'yufta, t'yufta, t'yufta. it is in fact a refutation of Rabbi Huda. So whereas Rabbi Huda says that we split up the Musafim, it sounds from that price so that we do not. And in fact, it would be the outgoing Mishmar who is both mockery of the Musafim and keeps the Mish- Mish- Musafim. Don't worry, Andrew, when you're the incoming Mishmar, I mean, when you become a Kohen and become the incoming Mishmar, you'll get the Musafim on the back end, right? You'll get it on your, on your last day of your Mishmar uh, when you leave on Shabbos. Okay. So now the Mishnah had said in the middle of Nunvavim Be'ezah that the incoming watch where are they dividing the lechem upon him? In the north, more Chashiv place. In other words, it's Chashiv, right? Everybody wants to see who's the incoming right? Freshman crew here. Ah, there they are. Those are the guys that are going to be in charge going forward. That's a Chashiv spot. Everybody should see them. But the outgoing, in with the new, out with the old, those are with the old, they're in dorm already, they're on, on their way out. Kadesh ocean Yotzim, so we see that they're going out. Okay? Most of the most of the carbonos, most of the action and the shechting was on the northern side. Right? So it's like you're starting to see, right, a crowd form on the north side where all the action's gonna be. That you see, that's the fresh legs. That's gonna be the incoming crop. Right? And then the graduating class already is shuffling off to the south. Fine. So now we're three lines up from the wide where in the two dots, we talk about the disgraced house of Bilgo. What's going on? So that, right? We mentioned in the Mishnah three ways in which they were disgraced. We closed up their lockers. We didn't let them use their ring. So what's going on? So the Mishnah, Bilga, and that was the third thing which they always divided even when they were the what? The incoming family. They were disgraced and made them do it all the chalukah on the south. That's really that's really pathetic. Miriam Bilga. So this is the first reason as to why Bilga was so disgraced. There was a woman. Her name was Miriam. She was from the house of Bilga. Miriam Bilga was her name. Shehemira Dasa. And she became right, she fell went off the dark. This was a very public kind of uh, falling off the derech, Because she married like a Greek officer. Not good. And then when the Greeks entered the, the right, uh, when the Greeks entered the hechal, which was not a good day, this was Hanukkah time, right? And so she was on the wrong end of the Hanukkah battle, as far as we're concerned. She was choosing the Yavanim. Not only that, she made a public spectacle of herself. By Haisal She's scornfully, right, kicking with her foot. She's throwing her shoe on top of the mizbech. The Umrah and she's saying, "Locus, locus, Wow, locus is a wolf in that language. And she's referring to the mizbech, and she's saying, "Until when are you going to take the money of the Jews?" But now they need you. Right? And the of Chak, right? And, right, is as a matter of fact, right, the of Chak, when Kalah Yisrael was in dire straits, you're not protecting them. So, obviously, there's a lot of symbolism here. First of all, locusts, some might point out that this is in the tribe of Binyamin, which is, in fact, Binyamin Ze'ev, right? He is considered a wolf. What is she saying then? Maybe that in, in, in itself was not, right, that in itself, calling it a wolf, may not have been the worst of, right, of, of, of her slander. What really is the issue here, and this was a common sort of uh, theme in those days, a lot of money went through the base of Mikdash. That was big business, right? big operation, all the kupas. All the there's, there's a lot of money to support the base of Mikdash. And yet, when Kleistel was in dire straits and they were starving, right, they were like, all this money is going in, none of it is going out. So, if you don't have Amuna and Bitachon, so then you could start becoming resentful. Like, why should the Beis Hamikdash get the money and lose sight of the fact that it's a Karsh baruchu? in fact, uh, that's a coincidence, right, the money, Mishana Lashana, right, that's in fact Hashem is providing for us. So she became resentful, and her resentful manner became very public, and she was saying, Kai Israel needs you, all we're doing is sinking money into this lost venture, otherwise known as the Beis Amikdash and the Mizbech. Wow. Continues the Gemara, when, when the Chachamim heard this, so the first version is that this was an individual vendetta. right? One woman, Mir- Miriam, from that family, Bas Bilga, is making the spectacle and as a response, Chazal uh, permanently closed the ring to the floor so that she'd have to be demeaned and all of her household members will discuss how can you have all the household members be affected by one person's behavior, we'll see. But they all had to, what? Demean themselves by sharing the ring, sharing lockers, right? And splitting everything up in the southern, less hush of area. Right, they closed their, their lockers. So all of this was to disgrace the house of Bilgah. gamar says, There's a second reason. Maybe it wasn't Miriam in one individual uh, effect. However, some say that they were what? They were habitually late that this was a Mishmar that was known for always showing up late. That's not cool when it comes to doing Avodos HaKadosh. It's supposed to be Zariz, Geronowitz Mr. Moment. So the Yesh is means that the whole Mishmar would habitually show lavo come late. Now, who was rest, uh, next in line? So we already said that there, there was, right, that, that there was a name, right, associated traditionally with each of the, mish, uh, each of the Mishmaros. So the next Mishmar up was always Yishaveh Yeshev, of. He would replace him, and so they were the ones—not the next one up, rather—but they were the ones before them, right? In the sequence, um, you have to look in Divrei Yomim on uh, Rashi and Divrei Yomim. You'll see it mentions the sequence. So Yishavehav was number fourteen, as it so happens in the sequence, and that's the art school's quoting that Bilgah was number fifteen. Okay, so the Bilga came after Yishavehav. So by definition, what would happen? Bilga by coming late. So now Yeshevov has to keep pick up the slack. They keep going until Bilgah shows up. Oh. That's why they had to hang out with them, the place that they were leaving. Exactly. So Bilga, right. Ah. Uh, so you would say so that's why they're hanging out in the south, Andrew says. Because they're hanging out in the place where they're leaving. Well, for the Yeshav, it might even be better than that. Because watch. They're the ones doing the Avoda. Where's the Avoda happening? In the north. So as it turns out. The reason, they're not hanging out with Yeshevav. By the time Bilga shows up, Yeshevav is already doing their work in the north. So that's why, by definition, Bilga had no room in the north, so the incoming watch would go to the south for the overflow, because they showed up late. They were Johnny come lately Really disgraceful. Says the Gemara, Alpha Pishishchena, Rishayim lo group. By generally speaking, this is a fascinating idea. Regarding the dynamic between Yesheva and Bilga, generally speaking, if you have a bad neighbor, that's not good for anybody, right? It brings down everyone's real estate value. This was an exception because by, it was a zero-sum game. By virtue of Yesheva being in the north, Bilga would go to the south. So even though typically by Bilga not being good and ending up in the south, that should affect Yesheva negatively, in this case, it sort of affected them positively because they would end up being in the north, despite the fact that they were the outgoing, right crew, which was not the case typically, right? So, as follows: so even though typically, when you have a bad shachem, brings down the real estate value for everyone. Here, bilga The right, the um, the neighbors of Bilga, otherwise known as Yeshevov, did in fact benefit. Why? Because Bilga always ended up being Johnny Come Lately and being funneled over to the south. As a consequence, Yesheva, even when they were the outgoing, Mishmar would be in the more chush north. So it says the Gemara, I can understand why all of these sanctions, if you will, were levied against and disgraced the house of Bilga, right, in, in the case where, uh, in the case where the entire Mishmar was habitually late, and that was sort of like part of their MO desk the mishmar. that's what i can understand, the the sanctions affecting everyone but it's a crazy story miriam bas bilga data but according to the manda ama right so we have two versions one was everybody was a bit too late the other one was an individual isolated incident of this miriam bas bilga right who made a scene but why would every, why would the entire house of bilga have to suffer from the scene mishumbarte and leila should we punish the entire Bilga family because of this one woman's behavior. So in yes. First of all, the what do you think? Where do you think Miriam got this idea? Miriam and Bilga. She heard it her parents talking about it. You know, when somebody says something like that, it's because they hear somebody talking that way. And where do you think she got it? And therefore, it's the influence of her parents. But still, the Gemara persists. Okay, so she came from like a bad apple family. But from that family, we're going to be uh, make a canaz for the entire Bilga Mishmar? That's, that's, not, that's not fair. Uh, it's, not, it's not Bogart, it's Bilga. Just to make sure, Bogart's number one, I that. And, and Bilga uh, was disgraced. So Amar Abaye wanted to make sure to make a very, very stark contrast between the two. We have one of the most uh, husher families in the, the uh, El Presidente is here, so Bogart is totally different amarbai so finishing up the Mesechta, so what are we going to do we're going to say that because of one family within that mishmar of bilga that we're going to right disgrace the and and, and sanction the entire mishmar amarbai oila rasha that yes as a matter of fact in this context we do say that it was the influence of that one bad family that actually everyone had to suffer toveltsadik and the converse is that if is good then you're going to be good so here then the musafet ends with a pasuk that rashi apparently does not have which is imrut ki itov kiprima lemyohelu right this is a quote right from Isaiah which is talking about uh, a possible source for tov le tzadik, tov le However, the Rashi, the last Rashi in does not have this skirsa. So that's why you see it in brackets appearing over here. And rather, he finishes with oy rasha, oy Tovla tov le tzadik, tov le rasha, le we have. That we already have a, a Mokka for. But tov le tzadik, tov le is an inference. And that is a Rosh Hashanah message that even though all these bad things could happen, right, we're going to say that if bad things can happen, good things can happen also. That is the final message of our Masechet, where we say that even though we see here as sort of a depressing end for Bilga, the power of Averos, the all the Kalvachomer, the power of our mitzvahs. May we be zochet to perform many mitzvahs, and may the power of our mitzvos and tefilahs uh, go all the way to Shemayim, and be zochet to Shana Tova here. Hadron al-Lachachalel, v'slikalei Maseches